Good morning, Greenville Oaks. Good morning. All right. Well, it's good to uh, be with you guys this morning and uh, get to share a little bit of what God has been doing through the missions ministry here at Greenville Oaks. Uh, Last Sunday, last Sunday evening to be exact, a young mother with three preschool children showed up at the worship gathering of the Gentle Road Church of Christ in Regina, Saskatchewan. Uh, She is in a special program there in Saskatchewan uh, in order to get her children back from social services. And she showed up because she had a tough weekend. In fact, in order to get her children back from social services, she has to be prepared to take all five of her children back. She's lost all of them. The three preschoolers and two elementary age kids. And to take them back, they have to come and live with her in a small two-bedroom apartment that she has where she has no television and no internet, no way to occupy five young children. So for all of us in the room that have raised a preschooler, begin to imagine with me now three preschoolers and two other elementary age kids in a cramped two-bedroom apartment with no television to occupy them, no internet for playing games, And go ahead and let out a deep moan, if you would like, trying to imagine the chaos of her house. And you may begin to understand why when she showed up last Sunday at the worship gathering of the Gentle Road Church of Christ, she was beaten down and discouraged. She was part of a program that... uh, raises the bar very high, has high expectations. And because of that, she showed up discouraged and beaten down, and last weekend she almost quit the program. But she realized if she quits the program, she will not get any of her children. They'll take all of them away. So fortunately, because... Greenville Oaks supports Kevin and Lisa Vance in Regina, Saskatchewan. There were some people there to receive her last Sunday night, and they were able to encourage her and to remind her that she is not alone. Though she feels alone much of the time, she is not alone. There are others who care about her. And I am personally looking forward to the day, maybe weeks or months from now, when we will hear here at Greenville Oaks from Kevin and Lisa Vance about how God has been moving in this young mother's life and how God is affecting change in her life and in the lives of her children. It's my pleasure to share with you this morning that 2018 has been a great year for Greenville Oaks missions. It's just been a fantastic year. Have you picked up this copy of this magazine yet? It's at most of the entrances out on the information desk out there. Uh, If you haven't picked this up, you need to pick this up. There are many more stories in this about what's happened in 2018 through Greenville Oaks Missions than we've had in the past. 
because God has been doing some amazing things in Rwanda with the Becks, in Regina with the Vances, and through all of the mission trips that members of Greenville Oaks have taken. If you picked this up and read it, you may recognize the name Kayla. Let me tell you about Kayla. Kayla is a teenage girl from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Now, for those of us here in Texas, we may think places like Fort Stockton, Texas, or Van Horn, Texas, way out where I-10 and I-20 meet out in West Texas, we may imagine that that is the end of the earth. No, no. (laughs) Prince Albert, Saskatchewan is the front door to the end of the earth. It is about six hours north of the U.S. border. And it is the last town of any size whatsoever before you head off into what we call the Great White North. And Kayla is from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. And Kayla's mother literally, literally gave birth to her in the Prince Albert Walmart Supercenter bathroom sitting on a toilet. I'll let that sink in a minute. This teenage girl that has come in contact with us through our mission work in Saskatchewan, she was born in a Walmart bathroom. I mean, it's bad enough to say, Someone's born in a Walmart. But to be born in a Walmart bathroom in such a desolate place. When life starts that way, it is no wonder if people have low expectations. Yeah? When life starts that way, it is no wonder if people fail to even try for a better life. And that is why someone needs to be there, present to them, assuring them that even in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, in a Walmart bathroom, God has not forgotten about her. He knows Kayla's name. There's some other little stories in here that I want to highlight. Young man by the name of Valens, in Rwanda, a 30-year-old young man who is an alcoholic who drinks the local beer and is an alcoholic. And when the team of missionaries came to him, he asked them if they would pray for him that he would receive Jesus. Let me tell you about Solange, another young woman, young mother in Rwanda who is both a prostitute and a drug addict. And when the Becks and their team came to Solange, she was convicted by what she heard, and she she asked them to help her make a change in her life because she realized how the choices she was making was not only affecting her, but her children. And through tears, she confessed that she wanted to change. Let me tell you about Charlotte. Charlotte is a 74-year-old woman who is bedridden. She is so sick. 
And as the team there shared with her about God's love for her, she began to cry. And she confessed that she could look throughout her life at all the different ways God has been trying to get a hold of her throughout her life, and she has ignored him. And they began to share with her how God has been chasing her down all those years. And that day, she decided to give her life to God. And they assured her that 74 years old is not too late. Amen? Is 74 too late? This morning, we gather here in the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ building in Allen, Texas, and we know the name of Kayla and Valenz and, and, and Solange and Charlotte because through the power of God, we make it possible for Caleb and Jenny Beck and Kevin and Lisa Vance to be the voice of God in those people's lives and to remind them There is a reason to have hope. No matter where you're born, no matter what kind of mess you've made of your life, there is always a reason to hope. And there are some people standing in some dark places, lifting up the name of God and reminding them there is a reason to hope. What you didn't read in this missions magazine was that on the same day, that our 15-year-old friend Kayla, born in a toilet, on the same day that she was baptized into Christ, five other teenagers were baptized into Christ as well. We're going to show you a picture of them. Do I hear a clap? That'd be great. And some of these other teenagers have stories every bit as troubling as Kayla. Kayla is the young woman on the far right. I think she's the third from the right. That's Kayla. That's what it looks like when you're 15 years old having been born in a toilet. All of this, this picture was taken. Their baptism happened on August 9th, three months ago. Now, I don't know what you were doing on August 9th, but I'll bet, like me, you were not thinking about a young teenage girl being baptized into Christ and the unimaginable transformation that that is going to have in her life. The the, the amazing ways God is going to take that and change the trajectory of her life because she has bowed her knee to Him and because she is seeking out His way of living Not only is her life going to be different, but her children's lives will be different. Lord willing that she'll have children. And perhaps someday her grandchildren's lives will be radically different than they would be otherwise because God got a hold of this young woman. Young woman born into toilet. I started this morning by saying 2018 has been a great year for Greenville Oaks Missions. And these stories are why I can say that. And many other stories as well. But I would like to invite you to bow with me and let's 
pray for these people and for the Becks and the Vances and pray that God's will will be done. And then we'll, we'll pick up from there. Bow with me if you would. God, this morning, God, this morning we gather in the name of Jesus to praise you for the amazing ways you have been working through us here at Greenville Oaks this year. This is not to our glory, God, but to your glory. For the amazing ways that through Caleb and Jenny Beck and their team and through Kevin and Lisa Vance and their team, you have brought about such fantastic change. God, we believe that you deeply desire to have a relationship with every human being who bears your image, no matter where they were born. God, this morning we want to start by thanking you for the way that you are working in our own lives to transform us into the image of Jesus. We know that we need you like the rest of the world needs you. and We praise you for the ways you are freeing us from the burden of shame and guilt and, 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 and addiction and anger and pornography and lust and materialism and all the other things that we in this room and in this church struggle with. Thank you, God, for freeing us of those things. Thank you for the assurance that we have as your beloved children. We praise you, Father, for the people here in Collin County whose lives that you are, you are changing right now and, and for the ways you're using us in this church to do that. And, and, and other Christians all over the county that are working for the sake of your kingdom. God, we praise you for powerfully working in Rwanda to rebuild your people there and make them genuine disciples and not just church attenders. God, we praise You for the lives in Saskatchewan that are finding a reason in Jesus to hope and to imagine a future that's different. Oh Lord, we want to lift up to You Kayla. Her story is so deeply troubling, and yet You have, you have grasped her. You've pulled her out of a different life. We thank You, God, for working in her life and drawing her to Yourself. We pray that you would turn her toilet into a heavenly throne. That you would do a miracle in her life. Raise her up in, in ways none of us this morning can imagine. Use her, Father, to draw her friends and her neighbors, her own people, to yourself. God, we lift up and pray for Valens. Would you break the stronghold of alcohol in his life? and Replace it with a desire for youth. Father, we pray for Solange. Would you break her addiction to drugs? And Father, would you help her find a way to make a living for her kids rather than selling herself? God, would you surround her with a loving spiritual community and draw her to yourself? God, we, we lift up Charlotte and we ask that you bring her healing in both body and spirit. Heal her of her illnesses and soften her heart so that she will embrace you. Finally, God, we hold before You the Becks and the Vances, and we ask that You pour out on them an abundance of blessings. We ask that You bind them together in their marriages, in their families. We pray, God, that You would keep them physically healthy and spiritually strong. And lastly, Father, we unashamedly pray that You would bear much fruit through their ministries. We pray that You would use them and us 
to draw dozens and hundreds and thousands of people into your kingdom and that your name would be renowned in Rwanda and in Saskatchewan and here in Collin County and in all the earth. And God, we pray together in the name of Jesus. So I need your help for the rest of this message this morning. Will you help me out? This morning I need you to help me. Every time you hear me say, so will I, I need you to repeat it back to me. You want to give it a go? So will I. I Loud and proud, everybody. So will I. All right, young people help the old people out. Okay, So will I. So we're going to, there you go, that's good, I like that. So we're going to look at the lyrics of this song that we just sang. This song has inspired us. It, it speaks so much of what God is trying to do in the world. Listen to this. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time, with no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of light. I mean, how poetic is that? That is just beautiful. What a magnificent thought. And as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. In the vapor of your breath, the planets form. I love that line. Not just that God spoke them into existence, but in the vapor of His breath, the planets form. If the stars were made to worship, help me out, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you've made. Every burning star, a signal fire of grace. If creation sings your praise, so will I. I love this because it speaks of of the, the, the vastness of God's work in creation. What seem like static stars and planets are in fact praising God, and if they will, so will I. It reminds me of Psalm 19. Here's what Psalm 19, 1-4 says. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the end of the world. Isn't that fantastic? It's a beautiful reminder that if all creation declares the glories of God, so will I. Let's keep going. God of your promise. You don't speak in vain, no syllable empty or void, for once you have spoken, all nature and science follow the sound of your voice. Reminds us that faith and science are not at odds with each other. They're not at odds with each other. All science is a discovery of the vastness and the complexity of this unimaginable creation that God has spoken into existence. And as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you said, if it all reveals your nature, so will I. Did you pick up on what this little passage here is saying? 
100 billion, billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you said. That's discipleship. That's what discipleship is. It is pursuing what God has said throughout our life. Those of you that have been part of the, the rooted discipleship ministry, listen up. This is what you've been focused on for the last several weeks. Let's keep going. I can see your heart, everything you say, every painted sky, a canvas of your grace. If creation still obeys, so will I. All right, now you're going to have to keep up. You ready? If the stars were made to worship, so will I. If, if the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans roar your greatness, so will I. For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. If the wind goes where you send it, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. That's fantastic. That reminds us of our place in God's creation. If the sum of all our praises still fall shy, then we'll sing again. A hundred billion times. Now I want you to listen for a change of tone in these lyrics. God of salvation, you chased down my heart through all of my failure and pride. On a hill you created the light of the world, abandoned in darkness to die. And as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear. Amen. Where you lost your life so I could find it here, you left the grave behind, and so will I. That is the faith confession that we all must make eventually. That we will leave the grave behind. Some of us find it difficult even though we've come to Jesus, we find it difficult to leave the grave behind. We've become so accustomed to the toilets in our life, it's as if we're dragging the toilets with us. But this song reminds us, in fact, I would go so far as to say this is the gospel. That if God would come and die and leave the grave behind, that is our invitation to leave the grave behind, to leave the toilets in our life behind and move on into the life God has for us. can see your heart in everything you've done. Every part designed in a work of art called love. If you gladly chose surrender, so will I. And that's really the invitation for us. To choose surrender to the call and the, and the invitation of God. To, to surrender to the One who is revealed in the majesty of creation. To surrender to the One who is revealed in the beauty of forgiveness. And to surrender the One that has the power of giving our life purpose. Listen to this. I can see your heart eight billion different ways. Roughly the number of people on the planet. 
can see your heart eight billion different ways. Every precious one, a child you died to save. If you gave your life to love them, so will I. Like you would again a hundred billion times. But what measure could amount to your desire? You're the one who never leaves the one like Caleb behind. Did you notice the subtle shift that the song makes? It's the same subtle shift that our faith leads us to. First, God is revealed through the magnificence of creation. As you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. A hundred billion creatures catch your breath. I can see your heart in everything you say, every painted sky, a canvas of your grace. God revealed in creation. But then there's a little shift that happens. The song shifts from seeing God in the enormity of creation to seeing how He impacts my personal life, your personal life. You chased down my heart through all my failure and pride. On a hill you created, the light of the world abandoned in darkness to die. And as you speak, a hundred billion of my failures and your failures disappear. Now just let yourself... Wrap around that for a moment. A hundred billion, is that true? Is that not what the gospel teaches us? That in that moment of forgiveness, all of it disappears. Where you lost your life so I could find it here. Song takes us on the journey from seeing God in the enormity of creation to seeing the the majesty and the beauty of God in the way He changes my personal life and your personal life. But finally, the song takes us on one more step. God is revealed through us as we do what He does. This is where we get hung up a lot. Sometimes we find it much easier to recognize what we are saved from rather than what we are saved for. This is the move the song makes. Remember what it says. If creation still obeys, so will I. If you gladly chose surrender, so will I. Every precious one, a child you died to save. That's the mission of God. If you gave your life to love them, so will I. That's it. Did you hear it? That's where we see not only what we are saved from, but what we are saved for. That is where God's mission becomes our mission. Becomes our mission in Rwanda. God's mission becomes our mission in Saskatchewan. God's mission becomes our mission down in Dallas. God's mission becomes our mission right here in Collin County. In your neighborhood, in my neighborhood. If you gave your life to love them, say it with me, so will I. So this morning I'm speaking on behalf of the missions ministry. And I can say emphatically this morning, we could not be more proud 
of the missionaries that we support here at Greenville Oaks, the Vances and the Becks. I can say honestly to you, they are doing amazing work. In fact, I'm going to go one step further and say in Church of Christ missions, they are rock stars. And I'm not being hyperbolic here. I mean, I get to travel around and talk to people in missions all over the country, and I regularly have people talk to me about either the work the Becks are doing in Rwanda or the work the Vances are doing in Saskatchewan. A week and a half ago, a week ago Friday, I had one of those conversations where somebody assured me that Caleb and Jenny Beck are some of the best missionaries they've ever come in contact with, that they are being very productive in the work they're doing. About two months ago, Kevin was in town, and he was in town specifically to go out to Abilene and spend the day at Abilene Christian University, and they threw the doors open. They had him speaking in class after class. Then the whole Bible faculty invited him to the Bible faculty lunch because they know of the work he's doing. And they're doing it in some of the most difficult and dark places on the face of the earth. We've been reminded the last couple of weeks about the genocide in 1994 in Rwanda. And somehow God saw fit to invite Greenville Oaks to be present in that place and to speak His peace back into that place through the Becks. And we are honored to be entrusted be in such a place doing such important work. You've read a lot of the stories and heard stories about the work in Saskatchewan. They started in North Central, an inner city neighborhood that years ago was identified as the worst neighborhood in Canada. And somehow, Greenville Oaks, God orchestrated it so that we could be involved with helping bring about the restoration of the worst neighborhood in our neighbors to the north. Today they are ministering not only in North Central, but on various reservations around Saskatchewan. So here's the thing. At some point in their history, both the Becks and the Vances came to see the work God is doing in the world very clearly. And at some point, those two families said, so will I. So, will you join me? Will you join them in saying, so will I? Will you say, so will I, on one of these short-term mission trips that we'll have as an opportunity next year? There we go, all right. Will you say, so will I, in your neighborhood, at work, at school, with your family, with your friends? Will you give your time and treasure, and in so doing, say, so will I? That I will play some part, some role, in all of these ways that God is working in the world. This is one of the last things Jesus said. As He gathered with His disciples behind locked doors shortly before being ascended back into heaven with God, 
He said to his disciples gathered there, roughly 120 of them, he said, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. That is the high calling of all of our baptisms. To say, so will 